really does feel good to be back. Welcome to another episode of Ideas Are Bulletproof. We are back. We are back after the uh, the Christmas interlude, hiatus, temporary break that we, we possibly needed. I imagine everyone listening needed as well. Uh, hi, everyone. How you all doing? It's nice to be back, isn't it? It's nice to actually... Uh, to uh to get back on here and um pull some stuff apart it's been so hectic yeah i think they've ramped it up um quite a lot over the last two weeks and uh i'm I'm pretty sure there's a lot to go into today and um a lot to touch on so yeah a lot of headlines as well um to to go into so yeah we had so we i mean we we always back and forth about what potential topic we should cover every week. And in the beginning, it was quite easy because you would have periods when the media seemed to focus on the virus and then the vaccines and then the testing. And it's just an absolute mess now. There's there's so much pouring out 24-7 that you get completely overwhelmed. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was where I saw it, but there is, if anyone listens to, I think it's the Conscious Resistance on YouTube by Derek Bros. He uh, brought up a talk about, uh, I think it was a pandemic simulation where they had the uh, a member of the EU. Nathan will probably correct me on this. Nathan, if you know what I'm talking about, feel free to jump in. But um, when they were speaking about it, they said that they would do, that the medias would um, basically have a, a complete rush of information. And I think they use the words rush, torrent or waterfall to say that it would be incessant and it would be every single moment of every single day and it would not stop and he was uh, relaying that to what was you know what was what was planned then or what was discussed then to what we're seeing right now and god if it isn't happening yes everything they spoke about i I can't remember exactly who it was but i think they had they had a fair few uh, people on those panels there's quite there's too many to mention Mm. but yeah uh, i think overwhelmed is the right word Mm. because when you're when you're overwhelmed with it's psychological warfare, isn't it? And we again we've touched upon that. But when you're overwhelmed with uh, information coming from every different angle and saying different things and conflicting things and so on, uh, you can't come to your own informed, um, rational, logical decision. Mm. You know, and it just completely it completely wipes you out and, and then you just give up and you just say, you know what? I don't even care anymore. Or I, I don't get, I don't understand what's going on or I'm just going to let them take care of it. Cause this is beyond me. Mm. Um, but that's what they want. They want you to disconnect from it and they want you to, uh, just say, Oh, it's all too much for me. I've, I've had enough. Absolutely. I think yeah. it was you who said on our, um, our own group where we, we tend to share, a lot of this information out during the week and we're, we're constantly like, there's not a lot we miss amongst us. Um, and mm-hmm. it's definitely a good idea. I'm sure many of you listening, um, big shout out to our guys and girls in Cambodia. We, we found out we have a, <laughs> we found out we have a small viewership uh, exclusively to Cambodia. So a I, revolutionary I, I feel quite rude that I haven't learned some Cambodian to, 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 to speak out. Uh, but no, I'm I'm sorry, but guys, if you if you're listening, there's a small chance that you understand us anyway, or it's a it's, it's usually ninety minutes of 
of just sound. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I know American, Russian, Chinese, and uh, all the other nationalities that we have. It's, it's always good to, to to be spread so far and wide. But um, yeah, on our own individual group, I think you said a little while ago that the the, the idea behind this complete incessant torrent is that you're never you're never stable. There's never a moment where you can kind of settle when you know what's going on. It's it's disorientating because you can uh, again with the tears. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely be speaking about the tears tonight. Um, but you know, we've uh, tier two, tier three. Most of the country's in tier four now, and there's rumours of tier five coming tomorrow. And we haven't. How long have we been in tier four for? Uh, two, two yeah, weeks, just yeah. over a week, I think. It's, it, it, you don't get a chance to to ever kind of settle and just um, just we can't um, get the grasp of what's happening, where you stand. We can't prove this to people who are listening, but we, we've we all spoke about this right from the beginning and we've almost been, I'd say like 98% right most of the time because mm-hmm. it's so obvious what's going on. And we said a couple of weeks ago, you watch, um, they'll say Christmas is going ahead and then they'll cancel it mm-hmm. and then they'll punish us for, for whatever disobedience, you know, we've, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, I, think um, I said on one of the, um, I said on one of the podcasts, they they don't want us to have Christmas. They, it was never the stated. Then when they said you're allowed it, I was almost filled with jubilation and hope because I thought, oh, do you know what? They realise we're not going to listen, and it, oh, it was it was such a fulfilling moment because I thought they they know that they can't control this. Whether they say you can or you can't, people will, and they seemed like they were going to yield and just say, look, just have Christmas. And the, obviously the, the trade-off, the caveat to that was, well, you have Christmas, but then we're going to punish you. And before we know it is, you're going to have Christmas. Now you can't have Christmas. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm sure you guys agree. I had Christmas anyway. Not, not a single solitary nodule <laughs> of regret inside of me right now i had a fantastic christmas <laughs> a lot of people did there wasn't Congrats. a mask in sight there were hugs aplenty it, it was it was <laughs> if anything i saw more people i went out of my way to be really really social it was a it was an ebenezer scrooge moment where the veil was just lifted and i just wanted to to hold and hug everyone but it, it, it yeah i mean around my area there were there were driveways that, that obviously because we live around here that you know there might be one or two cars there were driveways all down our street with five cars the the uh the curbs were all packed with cars that had stooped up because there was no room on the drive nobody listened to it and god bless a lot of you for not listening to it <laughs> do you know what there was a there was a lot of um it's like the same i saw a lot of roads with new cars um, on the drives and uh, you know not a single snitch in sight I guess <laughs> yeah that's I mean they, they've done so many polls um, where they, they ask you would you snitch on the neighbours and they are always vastly tipping to the no option I think they um, Good Morning Britain did one on Twitter and it was something like 93% said they wouldn't they wouldn't grass on their uh, their neighbours it's just not something anyone really has any interest with um to, to to everyone wants to have christmas everyone wants to have new year it is it is essentially an inalienable right at this point to allow you to spend just at least that that festive period with your friends and family it, it is a right it is a right for everyone and to the the notion that they could just strip it away 
was ludicrous and I, I i was i was worried i was worried that people would follow with that and we would see christmases almost exclusively with uh plastic sheets and and loads of those i mean there was plenty of that in the media where they were trying to to get us believing that everyone was was prepping for a coronavirus christmas but as with everything else we've seen in this pandemic what the media represented was nothing like the reality um at all and as i said thank thank god for that thank god for people actually i, I think people are getting fed up now of this if they weren't fed up before they're starting to get very tired and frustrated and worn down we've been told you can't go outside obviously tier four is just more restrictions tier five potentially tomorrow it's um where there is no end in sight obviously so what is, what is tier five what's the what rules on that so like many things it's um it's one of those things that, that have leaked for want of a word and he's, we know it's not a leak. We know it's not a leak. It's a, it's a soft launch is what it is. Um, to, to, to put that word, to put that phrase in your mind so you're ready for when Boris comes on TV. I mean, I know with Tier 4, that crept up on me. And I can't believe it did. I mean, I was sitting at work and people were coming up to me um, and, 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 and leaning over and being so Tier 4. And I was like, what's Tier 4? I had no idea that a tier four was happening. And I would speak to both colleagues and customers throughout the day and they would go, oh, well, it's tier four tomorrow, isn't it? It's tier four. I had no, I, tier four came out of nowhere. And I'm sure if you're following Definitely. it, you know, maybe it's, it's, um, maybe it's because I don't follow mainstream news. I don't watch mainstream news. I do everything I can to avoid it, that I was the last person to effectively know. But that, that really, really snuck up on me. But as far as I can tell, it, it might not be a, a, a tier five, but they said it's going to be a, a tier 4.5, four, four plus. I don't know, four, four state, 2.0, whatever they want to call it. But it, it seems f the only thing that's confirmed right now is that this, the children will be coming out of school, so the schools are going to close. Um, and and that seems to be the only ironclad thing that they that they know factually is, is, is going to happen uh, the Guardian said earlier, while no details have been released as to what a tier could look like, one possibility is that the Tyson measures will include closing schools for the majority of pupils and moving education online, which is, I mean, we, we've seen this before. We saw this during the first lockdown in where all the children had to do all of their, um, all of their, their homework and all of their, their education online. And it was, again, it, it was a soft launch. It was a, a, a trial um, to, to a pilot to see how people would react to that and of the people I spoke to none of them really seemed to have a problem it, it was it was almost business as usual um, and I actually some someone came in to me um, with a, a, a smartphone and said you know my my child has to have this Google Classroom it's called they have to have the Google Classroom app on their phone but I'm really struggling to install it could you give me some help so obviously threw myself in and the the permissions and the privileges and the authorizations that this app wants to take are just surreal. First of all, it wants it wants overall administrative um, dominance over your entire smartphone. So it actually takes the leading role on your smartphone and, and takes over the core programming. 
So it is the admin. So if you then try and remove other apps, it, it has to run through Google Classroom first of all. But it, it had access to absolutely, there was nothing that you could say no to. So as I was going through it, normally, uh, at least on an Android phone, which is what this, this lady had, it will say, um, you know, it'll pop up and say, this needs permission for your camera, for your contacts, for your storage, for your location, for your microphone. And it'll say allow or deny. But if you said deny, the app wouldn't work. You had to allow every single individual permission to actually get on it. And of course, that is not an optional thing to not use it. It's not an optional thing to get in touch with a school and said, no, I'm not going to follow your curriculum because, you know, you, you face the consequences going from there. So it was, um, it, they, they, the, the soft launch has done. It was a great success. It had a, a very willing uptake. And now we're going to see, I, I very much doubt if for the longest time, when they take the children out of school this time, if we're going to see them return. And obviously, what does what does that do to, to the to the the rich and the people that are working from from home and can work from home on their laptops? It's not a, a major frustration because many of them can carry on doing. But what it does do is it takes the entry level workers, it takes the retail workers, uh, it takes um, all these individuals out of their workplace because then they they then have to supply childcare. And anyone who's actually paid for childcare knows how ludicrously and extortionately expensive it is. You would effectively be working purely to pay for your child's healthcare if you could find it. So it's it's not only it's it's a two birds with one stone in that you're going to pull the uh, pull the children home and and bring them into a fully digital online uh, experience, but you're also going to pull all the families out as well. And at least in my own workplace, they've already made allowances for people with children to say. You know, you're, you're, even if you want to work, you're, if you've got children, the children come first. So you should, um, except furlough, accept your eighty percent, and and go home and, and stay with your kids instead of coming to work. And it's, um, yeah, the, it, that, that's what we're going to see. We're going to see tomorrow. I guarantee it's it's four point five or it's five, whatever they want to call it. Uh, and of course, it was all prefaced, so it was tier four is not working. Tier 5 is going to be brought in, but they're already saying we're heading for another national lockdown. That, yeah. That's what's following after the Tier 5 statement that we may be seeing after January the return to a full-blown national lockdown. Is So the, the, the Tier 5, it's, it's as, as Nathan, as you've said so many times, it's the boiling the frog, isn't it? Yep, it is. Um I just wanted to quickly go back to what you're saying about the Google um, app or mm. software on that device, mm. web, phone or whatever. Um, I can't, I'll try and find it for next week if I can, but I probably won't be able to find it now because they've stripped in there. But um, there was a lawyer that come out, like a, he was some sort of lawyer that dealt with products like um, Google products and different things. And he basically said, you should chuck, um, you should chuck these products out of your home because there is so much you basically sign away and you're, you're signing away so much of your privacy. Um, yeah, you just said basically don't use them unless you actually read for all of it. You said mm. you shouldn't be using them. And yeah, just to highlight the point of what you were saying. Um, yeah, yeah, I think we, 
the social yeah, media space is kind of all in uproar this week because Instagram has updated its terms of service. Um, yeah. and, and well done people for actually digging through these and it, it, it getting the kind of attention that it deserves because we're, we're very much, um, we're very much graduating into a mindset where we're not really concerned with our privacy and, you know, we're, we're not really concerned with our data. I think that was one of, that was, um, a Klaus Schwab, uh, said in one of his talks that people need to get used to and accept the idea that their data is going to be traded and whittled in a way and in a far more common uh, scenario and that, that, that you have to be comfortable with giving big companies and your government access to your entire data allowance. But the, the, the Instagram uh, updated terms of service basically said that they have full access to all of your contacts um, they have full access to your text messages, including the right to read your text messages and take individual data, not metadata anymore. It used to be that was the excuse. Well, we're only taking metadata for analytics. Now they're saying we'll take, we're taking data, we're taking words, we're taking uh, pretty much anything you use in your text messages. Us, Obviously, the standard acts to your photos, but that's that's usually quite nefarious especially when you a lot of these uh for example google photos if you upload any photos for google photos it offers to uh, put all of your your available gallery into a album order based on who's in those pictures so there is a facial scanning algorithm that can go through your gallery and, and find out who this is who this is and can also uh, pluck the name from your contacts because if it's used in a message and that that picture will find it from there. But the um, yeah, the Instagram one is is very egregious in what it asks for, and it's also made another step towards uh, censorship and cancel culture. In that it said, if you have another account anywhere on the internet, and your um, what would you call it, your username, your handle, whatever you would phrase it as, is the same as your Instagram one, that they have the exclusive and um, they have the right to, to wipe and delete your Instagram account. So you think the majority of celebrities and doctors and all sorts of things, that for, obviously for parity, are going to have the same kind of thing from Instagram to Twitter to Facebook to all these other different things. You're obviously going to use your, your, if you have a, a, a channel name, you have a, uh, a moniker, an alias that you use, um, as most of the truth movement, understandably, does not use its its name. You know, you don't have Johns and Mikes. You have, as we've seen before, True Stream Media, Days of Noah, Scariest Movie Ever, uh, A Call for an Uprising. You have all these channels that use a moniker. So if they've got A Call for an Uprising as an example on YouTube, then they create an Instagram account, A Call for an Uprising. If Instagram doesn't like what is being posted on an Instagram they have the right to just wipe that account, to just delete that account based on nothing more than the fact that you are sharing the same name, the same handle as, as another piece of social media. account, And it's absolutely ludicrous because it really, who does that protect? You know, Donald Trump on Twitter and Donald Trump on Instagram, I can't see that account being deleted. I can't see Barack Obama's accounts being deleted. But the right just to wipe it just on a username basically was them saying we want to have the ability if we don't like you to just instantly cancel you without any reason any reason any recourse any whatsoever so what what justification is that as i use the same name it's uh, it's, it's it's ludicrous but yeah i mean 
we we know how far reaching Google is. Um, and obviously when the um, the NHS tracing app first came about, it was said very early on that Google and Apple wanted to be the guys who made the app and who got it running and who handled it. And then the government made a kind of um, a lazy attempt that we're gonna we're gonna no it's gonna be centralized it's not gonna be we're not gonna hand it over to these big companies and then somehow the government can't make an app do you know when the the, the the entire uk government with billions of pounds and unlimited uh unlimited resources and finances couldn't make an app so they then had to regrettably oh, hand it back to to apple and google so it's so lazy and so transparent but of course complacency is the word of the day everything it's amazing when you talk to people how they'll believe that the entire world over doesn't matter what country it is what demographic what culture what religion the finances the resources available every country is just oh they just they can't stop making mistakes i've said to people why do you think at this particular time that Boris is in charge and then we've got the american boris in donald trump to to bring over the introduction into the pandemic because when things go wrong and you look at boris bumbling boris you know silly boris with his floppy head and his you know his, his, his catchphrases he's a, a a brilliant caricature of a politician and when things go wrong you say well if boris didn't do this if boris didn't if boris got off his feet and actually imposed a lockdown earlier we would have all been you know so many tens of thousands would survive boris is the perfect punching bag I never really know whether to feel sorry for him or he's just a willful puppet and it's, that's his part to play. Um, but, uh, I had to have a Google of, of his, his education, his background, his IQ. He's an extremely intelligent man. Um, Jesuit-trained uh, schools or what's it called? Education that mm. they've, they've gone through. Yeah, absolutely. And these, these you know... That's what I said. Everyone who you speak to, it doesn't matter what side of the fence they're on, whether they're more into believing this is more orchestrated or they are completely full-blown into it. Everyone can can do better than what we've done. And and there is a, there's, there's a, a certain degree of Dunning-Kruger with that in that you're going to believe that, you, you know, you, you will underestimate the effort involved and overestimate your own abilities. But at the same time, Every step of the way, this has just been catastrophic. And th the notion that he can't see this and that Sage can't see this and all these government organisations can't see this and these scientists can't see it and the, the, the nudge unit, the behavioural therapist you know, side of the, the government can't see it. You, I can't. I can't. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 I cannot close down my faculties enough to accept that. It, it 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 doesn't work it it really you know it it can't be that way it's it's so strange but people love it people lap it up because it's a fantastic sitcom um and obviously there's only really two going on right now because the 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 only tradition that we ever had in the UK talking about the weather has now been cast aside because it's all about coronavirus or it's about Brexit and fishing, and it's amazing how we. So we've got an entire world now of of armchair social media 
uh, political commentators that have suddenly taken a massive interest in ma- marine biology and the, the state of the fisheries in the UK. Um, but it seems really, yeah, it seems nearly everyone I engage with has. If you go on their their social media page, it's all pro Brexit. Uh, they've got the rainbows in there. Of course, they have. They've got the you know Black Lives Matter hashtag. They've got all that kind of stuff in there. It's um, I I I don't know how many of them are. Um, seventy seventh. Um, I think I I think I spoke about them in a in maybe last week's episode um, when we were talking about the essentially the digital surveillance system. But there are once again, if you miss that episode, there is a a entire brigade in the English army which is dedicated to creating fake profiles and going online and then counteracting what they call disinformation or misinformation but they go online with these fake profiles and the idea is to uh, downplay any kind of talk that deviates from the status quo so they'll and you see it constantly because you can make a, a, a I've seen people that would just pass a very a very reasoned and inform saying, you know what, I'm not anti-vaccine. I'm going to wait and see how this one pans out because it's brand new and I kind of, you know, I'll give it six months and I'll give it a year. And straight away there's someone there, oh, anti-vaxxer, conspiracy theorist, uh, tinfoil. I believe, bet you believe the earth is flat as well. And it's um, it's amazing how they've got all these uh, anti-maskers, one, two, anti-masker has popped up recently. Um, I think that showed up in the... Um, one of the most searched or, or quoted terms on Twitter uh, the other week, anti-masker. So that's a new one that's just that's just erupted out of nowhere. I, I, I can't I can't keep up with these all these terms, but these these people don't have any interest in actually having a a debate. They they do believe saying anti-masker, flat earther, anti-vaxxer immediately shuts down the conversation when it it doesn't shut down. <laughs> it's it's lazy. It's lazy ad hominems. When you don't have an argument, just attack the the other person and hope that. That, that it all goes down. And same thing as calling someone a Nazi or whatever. It's, it's yeah, all the same thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Nazi, racist, Holocaust sexist. denier. Climate denier. Climate. Holocaust denier. They've, they've actually put those two together recently, which is just crazy. So, yeah, it's just madness. Oh, what about... So I, I went on <laughs> a big ramble there. I need to breathe. Um my Christmas. What about yours to Christmas? How did you spend it? Did you social distance? What social distance? <laughs> I don't, someone get the number. Surely there's got to be a reward as well. Um, I mean, mine, mine was mine was decent. It was um, you know um, spent with family, and uh, yeah. It was it was just a, a normal way to, to do Christmas, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think this year, you know when sometimes you say things just off the cuff and you realise how good of a quote it was and you feel a little bit, you're like, oh, did I, was that from me? Someone's probably said it before. Um, but I said the other way, uh, the other day when um, my uh, my mother-in-law was speaking, I said that this year it seems that the most important presence is presence. And it's only when you are facing a Christmas when you are you have no one around. If someone gave you a, a ton of gifts, it wouldn't really matter because there's no one there to do it. And I know for, for myself, it's 
I'm at that age. Probably when you're younger, the, the the excitement is, oh, I've got gifts to open. When you're older, it's seeing other people open those gifts. I can't imagine what a Christmas would have been like if I woke up without my without my partner, without my future wife, and not being able to give her the gifts and see it. That was so much more exciting and fulfilling for me than actually receiving anything. I just wanted to see her happy. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm so glad. I knew you would anyway. I don't know why. <laughs> there was no doubt in my mind that I was gonna, I was gonna give you a call and be like, "Chris, what are you doing?" But I'm in a, I'm in a sandwich bag. <laughs> We're all in individually wrapped sandwich bags. What about you, Nof? Pretty normal, to be honest. Um, same as you, really, and I agree. I think it's. Uh, I've really struggled not to be cynical this Christmas, and for me, um, it's really odd because. We've constantly been told we're, we, we're not allowed to celebrate Christmas and we're not allowed to be with family and everything else. But they still have the right to advertise 24-7 to us about all their products they want us to buy. And so they want to shove Christmas down your throat. They want to, show, they want to shove the consumer, consumerism side of Christmas down your throat. Mm. But you're not allowed to celebrate any other aspect of Christmas. Did you? And guys, um, I really, keep going, man. This Sorry. is the first year. This is the first year as well. And again, not to get into it too much, but this is the first year as well. I've realised that the religious aspect um, of Christmas has been completely taken out of it, regardless what you think of the the whole date of the twenty fifth of December and so on, and all the history behind that. But yep. the entire religious aspect of Christmas this year has mm. been completely and utterly stripped. And I'll mention it later, but. Um, I recommend people listen to Boris Johnson's speech that he gives on Christmas mm-hmm. um, when he refers to the Brexit deal at the end. It's just a couple of minutes long. But if you actually read between the lines of what he's actually saying, um, yeah, I, I just advise people to to watch it and re-watch it and listen to it very carefully and listen, look at the words he uses and you'll, you'll actually see that um, that message wasn't a message to us. It was actually to other other people. Um, and it was a very important message. It's very similar to, if anyone's heard it, I'm not too sure, but um, I actually tried to find it before this podcast because I thought I'd, I'd read parts of it, but I actually couldn't find it anywhere. So again, Google's taken it off. Yeah. But uh, George Bush Sr. gave a presidential speech where he spoke about the thousand points of light and so on, and he gave the speech before 9-11 and before 9-11 happened and... I just feel like I just feel like uh, Boris Johnson's speech and parts of Trump's speech, parts of Trudeau's speeches. Like, if you just look around the world right now, it's as if people are hinting towards something, mm-hmm. and they're all kind of winking at each other, saying, "Like, they're basically saying, oh, the plan's coming forward. We just need to have hope for next year.' But this, this." we're going to be going into a new world and all of this type of stuff. And we're going to, you know, we're going through this great transformation and they, they use all these different key words in their speeches. And it's just such a, I feel like it's such a spit in the face. Like I said, when you can't celebrate with your families, the whole, the whole religious aspect of Christmas is gone and you have them telling you, or basically dictating to you what your fate's going to be for the next year. And then after they've given you their little speech, 
I uh, throw you in the deep end again and say, look, we're going to punish you again because you, you are you are all naughty children mm. and you deserve to be punished. Mm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I've, I've enjoyed Christmas. I've enjoyed parts of it. I've enjoyed being with family and everything else. But, oops, sorry, I mean on our own. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I found it very difficult not to be cynical about it all because... Yeah. It feels it, like it the, um, the, the, the the calm before the storm, doesn't it? Normally when you have Christmas yeah. and you have New Year's, uh, you know, uh-huh. rightly or wrongly, and however you feel how uh, how throwaway they are, you obviously you're gearing up for your resolution, you're gearing up for the year ahead, you've got holidays planned, you've got talks, you know, you, you have a lot of things that you use to look for. And not being funny, the if you're like most people, and you're being chucked into work 40, 45, 50 hours a week, um, especially this time of year when it's so cold and so frosty outside and it's just generally not, not there's not that, that you know, maybe the sun and the vitamin D, but there isn't really the, um, it's not the environment for sadness this time of year. It's, it's quite crushing. Um, you, this is a kind of time where you, you plot your milestones. And I don't know about yep. you, but th- with me, it's, there has never been a holiday in recent memory where I haven't put that that holiday, put that stone in the sand, and it has been a. Uh, that's what keeps you going. Do you know what I mean? You 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 can get through what you have to get through because you go, oh, we're going away in May, or we've got this happening, or we go, you know, we've got anything. I mean, we've got we were me and my partner we went to get married last year. We're now possibly going to get married this year, but that's not something I can look forward to. Because it, who knows if it's going to happen, and the chances are that it won't happen. I, I will definitely not have a coronavirus. You know, I'm 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 all for lifting a veil, but pulling down a mask was never something that I built into my, you know, my 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 potential uh, um, thought process. When she's walking down the aisle, I'm just gonna I'm gonna put my hand behind her ear and pull one of those little plastic strings off and and then sit actually see her face. It's grotesque to think that that would happen. So even though we even though we've booked it, I'm 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 sure that it it the chances are it's not going to happen the way that we want it to happen. And I, I I will not get married on their terms either. Um, the same way I will not holiday on their terms. Um, I w- I won't be told that if I just roll my sleeve up and get a shot in the arm, that then I can, I'm allowed to go on holiday then. But even then, uh, make sure I'm, uh, be, you know, uh, uh, obliging by the com- the uh, country I go to, make sure I'm following their rules um, and, and obviously facing all that kind of stuff. It's just grotesque. Something that really got me, and I mean really got me because everything that's happening is disingenuous and twisted and corrupted and just vile but i think i posted on our our group but maybe you guys have seen it independently as well when i think it was an advert where santa claus got coronavirus and they showed him in hospital on a on a ventilator and then he was recovering slightly and being cared for i can't remember who's advert that was i want to say stab in the dark i want to say sainsbury's but it might not have been sainsbury's it might have been john lewis it might have been someone else but they had a whole advert where where santa was ill and then literally about two weeks after that um anthony fauci um did a a a press statement saying um 
you know, kids, if you're listening, Santa Claus is good to go. Um, I've personally vaccinated him uh, and he's now immune so he can return to, to delivering presents. Uh, the, the vomit was on the verge of that moment, but it's just the worst. It's just the worst. It, it's Either the kids would read that directly all the parents would say, don't worry, you know, you can see in the news he's been vaccinated. What are this, how should that be allowed to be printed? Unreal. Do you know what? The, sorry, yeah. Speaking on, um, sorry, um, Nathan. Um, just, just, uh, just, I just wanted to touch on Anthony Fauci just real quick because I know that he got vaccinated himself um, just recently um, in the press and he got vaccinated on his left arm. Mm. And then afterwards, he had an interview about it, and he said that you know um, he didn't. Um, he felt you know a bit weird afterwards, um, which is the the normal procedure. Um, and he said, oh, it's just you know it's just a simple shot in the arm." Mm. But when he talked about the shot in the arm, he tapped his right arm to say he got he got the vaccination on the right arm when he got it done on the left arm. Really? I got the, I got the video. I throw it in the group. Don't worry. I miss that. Yeah, That's I throw Extremely that. telling, isn't it? unreal and um, there's been a lot of these vaccinations that they've been um they've been doing so obviously there's been vaccinations which um they're using a fake needle there's been vaccinations where they've gone up close and they haven't actually pushed the 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 button and again i'll I'll share these um these videos up what i did i i screen recorded them mm. and then i just haven't I, I i just didn't give myself time to put um to throw them out because I've got to crop them as well and that mm. but yeah no um, it's unreal that they're, they're really trying to push to for everyone to take this vaccine and uh, yet they're not even properly taking it we don't even know what they're taking anyway um, it's just it's just really grinding my gears at the moment right now just looking at it all the time mm. yeah absolutely there were I, I chucked a couple of videos up as well um, not from this year, uh, because obviously we've only really had one big televised, uh, vaccination for COVID. And that was obviously, um, 90 year old Margaret Keenan, uh, first patient in the world to receive the vaccine. Um, that's been the, she's been kind of the poster girl when obviously William Shakespeare, um, from Stratford upon Avon, just, just coming in slightly after her, um, but there, there were a ton of vaccine videos from last year. Um, so one, for example, with the Australian Premier, where they were pushing you to get the flu vaccine. But then in the videos, you can see that they're giving them the vaccine and the cap is still on the vaccine. Yes. And then afterwards, wiping the, the, the jab site down with the, uh, with the um, alcohol swab, which uh, apparently, because I, I, I also posted on the group, there is, uh, where is it exactly? somewhere in America and UK as well, where they're doing a drive-through vaccination service now. So you literally pull up, and these are not nurses. These are the volunteer vaccinators that we were told about. You literally, and in the video, they pull up, they roll down the window and they say, are you allergic to anything that we should know about? All these different questions. And then it's just literally as if they're a dartboard, a, a shot straight in the arm, no gloves on, no alcohol swab or anything like that beforehand, just straight into the, just below the shoulder. Um, that's it. Uh, 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 literally just a little rub with the hand afterwards and on you go. There's no way that you would be vaccinating people like that. There's no way. It's um, it, it didn't look right. The people made 
no no there was there was no indication that someone had just put a needle in your arm do you know what i mean not not to i know people have different pain thresholds but having a a vaccination a blood test anyone put a needle into your arm into your muscle is never a entirely enjoyable experience so you might have a you could see in the eyes you could see a sort of a brief moment of hesitation a little a little as the as the actual uh, the the needle goes in there's nothing they could have been on holiday sitting on a beach reading a book and they've just had this these needles stuck in time, and then they just drive away. What happened to the rule that you had to be around for fifteen minutes after the vaccination to check for adverse effects? I thought that was the standard, as far as I was aware, because I brought up the NHS's Green Book on vaccination, which is their current guide for vaccinating. You can download it on Google, um, the full PDF. And it says that the individual must be kept around for 15 minutes afterwards um, to ensure that there's no, uh, obviously, an, an immediate anaphylactic issue that, that, that was not announced or just generally any kind of fainting or anything like that. So these people pull up, yep, shot in the arm, drive away, no problem. It was, it, it was so obviously false that it was unreal. And it goes against everything that we're being told they, they actually are doing. Um, uh, yeah, so that, shows I, I, you, go on. that shows you as to uh, as literally just a piece to basically get you used to the idea, put that in your head, and that is sown the seed for you know when it basically comes to your neighbourhood and they're saying, oh, there's vaccines, uh, drive-through vaccines up the road, and you're going to get yours, mm. and everyone's going to go, yeah, look, well, I saw the news piece, and do you know what? It looked pretty easy, it looked pretty straightforward. Um, there's no not really any excuse for it. And my, my employer's asking me to get the vaccine now, so I best go and do it, really. And, and they'll just think, yeah, as you, as you said, they'll, uh, they'll go along with it. And, yeah, great. Of course they will. It's also another thing as well. My mic is... Uh, there's also another thing as well, um, is that they're continuously promoting um, getting these vaccines. And uh, and talking about how you know how you know how good it is, they're not saying nothing about the the other numbers, which is um, how many people are having the side effects, severe side effects. I think there's about three thousand already, um, that need um, a nurse or can't do anything. Their life will not be the same ever again. And then you've also got the number of people that have died from having the the vaccine itself. So obviously, yeah. you know you, that. The, with me, the media is very good at um, pushing one way, one one side of the story, and not the other side. So if you're you're looking at what if you're looking at vaccinating the whole nation, you're looking at about um, at least at the very least um, the way things are going, a million people who are not going to be able to do anything or actually dying because of the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and just a testament to that. And this is something that that people regularly forget because when i'll have i'll have chats and i'll have debates people on the opposite side will always go well where's the evidence where's the evidence when they say where's the evidence that what they're effectively saying is i want you to send me a link to a bbc or a sky news or a tabloid newspaper website which corroborates your story but they forget that at least in the uk Ofcom is controlling the entire and this was back in April when Ofcom announced that it would not be allowing 
anti-coronavirus, anti-vaccine, anti-pandemic information online. So you're not allowed to go on TV and talk about this stuff. You're not allowed to print it in the newspaper. The only places you are allowed is online, but even then there are restrictions in place to prevent you from doing that. And Google has obviously also come out and said, we are going to make sure that this information doesn't get online. So you've got two massive restrictive bodies in Ofcom and Google making sure that that information isn't available to you. And anyone who does look at it will know that when you're lucky enough to find it, you'd better save or archive the page because it normally disappears and you cannot find your source again. But just to, um, this is one of those wonderful rare moments when um, someone quotes uh, a, a piece of information that I can corroborate quite well. So the CDC has a a new service uh, called VSafe with the, the intent goal is to just track vaccine safety afterwards. Uh, they published a report called Anaphylaxis following M- mRNA. That always gets me that one. mRNA COVID vaccine receipt. So CDC, VSafe on their website, uh, 3,150 cases of adverse drug reactions in the, and this is in the first stage of the vaccines that they're rolling out now. So 3,150 cases of adverse drug reactions. And they've stated the adverse drug reactions are if the individual is unable to perform normally normal daily activities, unable to work, and it required uh, care from a doctor or healthcare professional. So this is immediately after the vaccine. You cannot do any daily activities. You cannot work. And you require healthcare from a doctor so or a hospital. That's essentially been disabled. It, it, I didn't say that. If anyone's no, listening, allegedly, alleged, allegedly, they cannot work anymore. And again, the the, the statement didn't say that this was a, a temporary thing. So it didn't say these three thousand one hundred and fifty individuals had a temporary adverse drug reaction that temporarily left them unable to perform normal daily activities uh, unable to work it just said that they had suffered an adverse drug reaction that meant they were unable to work with no quote of how long that would last for but needless to say if you take a vaccine and you can't work for i mean how many people live paycheck to paycheck probably the fair few if you have a vaccine that you don't need in the first place the vast majority and from that vaccine you're unable to work for a month or two months or three months or six months that's absolutely catastrophic for a lot of people that's 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 a long time to go without any kind of finances and again there isn't any kind of uh coronavirus or vaccine backed um job protection program because if you are damaged by a vaccine again you have waived all your rights to any kind of legal uh, action to 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 take any litigative action against the vaccine manufacturers so even if they do mess you up for three months or six months or a year or two years or life there's nothing you can do about it there's not a single thing you can do about it. Even if they said the chances of you getting it are 0.005%, you know, you would be one in 10 million that had an adverse reaction. And I think the uh, there was about 100,000 cases and it was of those 100,000 that around 3,000 had a, a, an adverse reaction. They're still a little bit too close for my liking when the actual chance of you 
catching coronavirus. Uh, what was the chance of you catching coronavirus? One in 300,000. So you've got a one in 300,000 chance of catching coronavirus. And then if you look at the the statistics for those who do catch it, who die, I believe if you're, at least in the UK, um, oh no, I found it earlier, fantastic bit of information, let me just read this out to you. Where is it? Let me just scroll through. There you go. So, since this first started, the amount of under 25-year-olds in the UK that didn't have a previous pre-existing serious medical condition that have died in a full year under 25 four people four people and again we we i mentioned it a couple of years uh, a couple of weeks ago you've got uh if you're under 60 and you are absolutely healthy no pre-existing health conditions we have lost i think it's about 200 people was the last count around 200 people so out of the, the, they're quoting obviously seventy seven thousand people or seventy one seventy one thousand sorry correct seventy one thousand people have died as of around this late December time, and you've got four of them under twenty five with no conditions, and you've got just short of two hundred that were under sixty with no reported comorbidities. So that doesn't mean they didn't have a comorbidity; just mean they didn't have a reported one. Um. And again, if, if it turned out to be the case that you, you did have one, with all things, there are unfortunately outliers. So you can have perfectly healthy individuals who will get influenza, who will get food poisoning, who will get other fairly benign uh, uh, ailments that are, are very, very survivable and will, as I said, very unfortunately, very sadly, be the outlier that will lose their life or, or face a serious adverse effect um, when, when you wouldn't expect that to happen. Um, so the, these people that we're seeing are literally, at, at the very best case, the very best case, are just, unfortunately, the outliers, uh, the exception to the rule. Um, but the, the, I, uh, yeah, you lose words to kind of describe the amount of people I know when I'll say to them, are you getting the vaccine? Like, yeah, I'm getting the vaccine. I can't wait for the vaccine. I have my... Um, my uh, she's, well, I don't know how to cover So my brother's mother-in-law has been sheltering the entire time this is happening the entire time so from april all the way through to now she hasn't left the home uh she'll sit there drink bottles of wine after wine after wine the virus probably couldn't thrive in her system anyway she's near unpickled um but she hasn't left home for fear of this and every time i i, I see my brother sorry I, I haven't seen my brother in 12 months um Every time I haven't seen my brother, he tells me that they're very, very concerned that because he's leaving the house and, and socialising, because not socialising, and going back into the household, that they're scared that he's going to bring that back and infect them. And But they've straight up said, we are the second that vaccine is available to us, we're getting that vaccine. And I can't understand the I cannot understand the logic that you think that you're you will take that and you'll be fine and as, as I think Chris said last week that Fauci has already said and many people I think uh, uh, JVD in the UK has already said that just because you get the vaccine it doesn't mean you're taking your mask off it doesn't mean that you can't social distance it doesn't mean that the restrictions don't apply to you and that's not saying please don't do it 
that's saying you can't you won't be able to walk into a store and say you're okay guys i've had the vaccine i can touch whatever i want i can look at whatever i want i'm allowed to get as close to you it's not going to change at least not until they roll out the uh, immunity passports and it's interesting that because i saw that the um, gov uk website for job listings have started putting up uh, job advertisements for a covid19 certificate slash passport mvp what is that is it um are they looking for something that, that from what i can read that sounds like they're prepping people to be the um can i see your qr code sir can i see your can i see your papers when you come in here to show me you've been you've been vaccinated um and on the same day on the daily mail firm start work on freedom passports freedom passports we're getting back documents would allow people who have been who have tested negative for covid19 to re-enter pubs schools and workplaces under the scheme people will be signed a qr code that will be scanned and it will bring up their last negative test date and a picture of them as well so if you thought that it's okay i'll use a family member's vaccine it's going to be a photo id form as well so it's not not just oh I'm going to use it I'll get away with it. It's going to bring up your the last time you had a positive test or a negative test and a picture of you as well. So there goes uh, that's probably I imagine what these COVID nineteen certificate and passport most valuable players are, are here to 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 make sure everything goes fine and goes well. Um, and even if even if you believe you can have this vaccine and you're going to be safe. Is it two? Is it three new vaccines we've seen? Uh, new vaccines, sorry, new virus strains we've seen? I read earlier about one in South Africa that's uh, spreading now. Obviously, there's one in the UK, which is apparently extremely virulent, extremely catching, that, that it's, it's spreading far. It's, it's essentially why we're in tier four now. It's got 4,000 different strains in it. 4,000, yeah, I can, I can see 4, that. 4,000 different strains, wow. So you have How your, did they count all of those? I, I don't know where they came from, <laughs> and I don't know. It, this is a thing that people need to be aware. About 70% of people only read headlines. That's the fact. Only 70% of people read headlines. And out of those 70%, around 60% of those will then share that same headline without still without having read it. But when you look at these newspapers, so when it says deadly new coronavirus strain sweeping through London, and that's the headline, the vast majority of people that will not read the article, they'll just take that and they'll go, oh my God, there's a new strain sweeping through London. And then they'll share that to their friends who will go, oh my God, there's a, there's a new strain through London. This is why we're in tier four. But if they open the article and read, it says... There is no evidence that this is any more deadly, any more virulent, any more anything than the current coronavirus strain. One of them said that there had been evidence that this had been round straight from the beginning. So why are you doing an inflammatory headline built to, to, to have a fear response right now at the tail end of the year? Of course they're by design. Yep. <laughs> it's a lot of... <laughs> so it's a lot of wheel-off when there's just... There's, as we said, there's been... There's been so much happening in these last two weeks. It's it's really really hard to um to 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 just even just to keep up with it to find out. Um, Bill Nye, the science guy, has debunked the idea that face masks don't work. I'm fairly confident I'm <laughs> that Bill Nye has no 
genuine medical qualifications whatsoever. Can I just say that if a if a fart can get through jeans, <laughs> <laughs> and some farts are pretty deadly, they can they can rip through jeans and uh, they can suffocate uh, most. Um, I'm pretty sure that a virus is not going to protect you from a face mask from a piece of cloth. Of course not. Of course, and and again, we we covered this before. The key point is they go well if face masks didn't work surgeons wouldn't wear them and it's so please stop saying this it's boring and it's been debunked very very far surgeons are in in entirely sterile rooms the face masks are sterile they're not the ones that you buy a six pack of in poundland they're not sterile mate they're not sterile face masks um they're not administered with hands that are covered in iodine and, and, and cleaned and that you're not in that same environment they're really not for that kind of thing and even then again they're to really stop you know facial hair skin cells or anything like that falling into an open wound of a patient that things that are oh, a lot yeah. yeah things that are a lot lot larger than viral particles which are immeasurable in terms of the size of the weave of masks but even if even if you got yourself a perfectly surgical mask how many people have you seen when they walk up to the store uh, they take it out the pocket they pull it on and then once they're out the store it goes back in the pocket and they've been wearing this thing for five or ten minutes they've been having a conversation in it where do you think all the air all the all the all the condensation um, all your all your breath and uh, just that bacteria from your mouth is going. Where do you think it's going? Straight into that face mask, which goes straight into your pocket. When was the last time you put hand sanitizer in your pocket? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's, especially with people's coats. How often do you wash your coat every time you go home in case it's got bad? Of course you don't. And that isn't even accounting for the amount of people that are walking around with the nose hanging out. I love the nose. The nose is my favorite thing. The nose is the most disregarded and and unrepresented sign of rebellion in the modern age the no, i think if we ever win this we need to have a flag a national flag that does away with the union jack or the stars and just has noses on it because the nose is <laughs> the nose is the clearest indicator that what's going on is completely facetious it, it doesn't make any kind of any kind of sense everyone's walking around with these these wet rags on their face and their pockets on off on 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 you know it's the, the the idea that these are providing you genuine protection is absolutely ludicrous. And, of course, that's what the Denmark study found out. They said that for you, for you trying to prevent yourself from getting sick, which is still, virtue signaling aside, is still the vast majority of people are wearing masks to protect themselves as much as we'd like to say we're wearing them to protect everyone else and that's our primary focus none of us want to get sick and that's why we're wearing masks obviously the Denmark study said there was no benefit to wearing a mask whatsoever and that it might it might potentially protect other people if you were to cough and of course we concede that even here I'm sure no one here would say that if you were to sneeze and you had a mask over your nose and there were some large droplets of uh, whatever you want to mucus, whatever you want to call in there, that's your mask is going to catch some. Not all, but some. But again, the, the, the way people are using them, the way people are wearing them is just, uh, it's, it's redundant, entirely redundant. And I love, again, I love Bill Nye coming out. I, I mean, I know why they use Bill Nye. Because obviously, 
there's a, a whole swathe of recent, not, well, not recent, in the last decade, children that have left school when every science lesson was chucking Bill Nye up on a, you know, in that. And he became the actor who has no, I think he's got an engineering qualification, if I'm not mistaken, who has no no medical, no physiology, no epidemiology, no virology background whatsoever, is saying, oh, it completely debunks that mass. I'm going to believe Bill Nye telling me that he's the authority in regards to mass wearing. It's the new new white-coated priesthood, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course it is, yeah, it's exactly that. Tyson and all of the the other kind of, like, um, what's what's that uh, Japanese one? Japanese American one, Michikaku. I can't remember what his name is. Mm. Oh well, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's not that important. So, but yeah, um, they throw all these people up there, don't they, for us to to parrot and to worship and of course, for some reason. I mean, they've they've them. got the, the Fauci is the best that America has, and and even yeah. he hasn't practiced medicine in twenty odd years, and yet he's the the face of the, uh, the the American battle against the pandemic, and they love him on. I don't know if it's um, algorithm um, bots or anything like that, but they they love him on Twitter. Mm. They really do. When he goes against Trump, they love it. Like absolutely love it. I just uh, it it that's sickens me. That's all. A, that's all a false dialectic, isn't it? I think like all all of these things you see are all false dialectics, where you have again, like I I really do just think Trump's out there. I know there's a lot of people that like Trump and think he's like the saviour riding in on the white horse to save the day, but Have I you honestly guys, feel um, like... I, I haven't followed it myself, but just where you're mentioning Trump, have you guys seen the the bombing that was in the news the other day? The Christmas no. one. The, yeah, the, 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 there's a... Again, I'm, I'm definitely not the authority on this bit of information because I've seen it in passing. Um, and where it's been very, very up in the air... Um, I haven't thoroughly investigated it, but there was a a, a, a truck bombing um, about six thirty a.m. in the morning. It was ah, that it's coded. It's coded. Yep. Um, the six thirty. Mm. He was sixty three years old. Mm. Um, and in his name, I think if you you can, I think his name you can put in. Uh, I think it comes in one in the Bible. Um, one of his names is to do. I'll get it. I'll get it for you. But yeah. it was coded. I, I I actually saw it this morning. Yeah, I I read. I watched the um, watched a video on the way home about it. Um, and hopefully we can cover it next week in a bit more detail. But apparently it's it's emerged that he is a a, a devout conspiracy theorist, and the attack was based on trying to disrupt five G or something related to that. And uh, hearing this, I was like, "Oh well, that's your, that's your standard terrorist profile." You know. oh, wow, it's mad, isn't it? And and again, the um, the 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 damage that was done was so it it didn't seriously injure anyone, it didn't kill anyone, and it done very minor minor damage to the surrounding area as well. So, if he was hoping to make some kind of change. That was a, a, a massive fail, um, but people was people were saying it's, it is very hard to separate the wheat from the chaff anymore because obviously what's happening with the um, 
Biden and the Trump losing and the Dominion voting machines apparently being rigged um, and, and the software being owned by different companies, which was what enabled the election to be damaged. They said that the uh, there's several places in America now where they are effectively screening those Dominion voting machines uh, and they are testing them to see the software and if it could have been manipulated. And And people have said, well, the building that he tried to blow up was absolutely full of these Dominion voting machines and it was one of the locations where they were screening them. I, I, I don't know if that's true. It doesn't seem like a... I mean, for someone who believes in um, believes in taking down a, 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 a network, that doesn't really seem like the most effective way to do it. No, I, I think, I, for me, it just sounds all very, very set up. Um, false flag yeah definitely 100% a false flag um especially with the 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 time um the time and his age um 6 and 3 and if you do your your numerology um was it gematria yeah. yeah gematria um 6 and 3 equals 9 you know all of that that's going to be a yep. good episode when we finally get on to um that oh speaking of which um so I was I was saying to Nathan the other day, um, there is a, 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 a what was or should have been a very very big um, truther YouTuber um, called Jeff Censored or Jeff Uncensored, um, and apparently he has the most censored YouTube channel on in in YouTube's history. So he's had to make. I think about four different channels because every time he reaches a certain number of subscribers, he's a, his channel gets deleted. Um, he's had 4,000 individual videos struck off. Um, and he's making waves because he unfortunately passed uh, the other uh, Christmas Eve. I think it was a Christmas day. He was found uh, dead. I, I can't find, as much as everyone knows he's passed away, there doesn't seem to be any information on how he passed um saving that he did a stream the night before uh, and in the stream was basically reporting that he had a very very heavy migraine for the entire stream um but i i had never actually heard of jeff censored before i had never looked into him um and he seems quite influential on the scene so a, a call for an uprising did a video on him uh really graceful did a video on him uh scariest mover elio did a video on him and i'm sure we're going to see more and more coming out as, as time goes forwards um but I went on his YouTube channel and he was summarising all the 33s that were in the year. And you know that nurse who got the vaccine live on, on TV um, and the one that collapsed um, on TV? Yes. If you, they've got one microphone aimed at her and it's channel three, but it's aimed so you, the, uh, the microphone, the little cube that goes around there that normally has your, your logo on there, um, you can see both sides of it, so you can start, you can see both uh, faces of the square, and it's obviously a free on both of them. So they're aiming this this thirty three microphone at her, the only one that you can see. They give her the vaccine, and then she collapses down. Um, we will do an episode for for the guys listening that probably have completely lost the thread of what's going on right now. We will do a a, a big episode. Um, on symbology and numerology and the significance, the esoteric significance of certain numbers. So that the people that are playing the fiddle behind the scenes use certain numbers, certain gestures, certain clues to indicate 
to anyone watching and to uh, some would argue to kind of indoctrinate and infect us um with their play it's uh, what what is usually referred to as something called revelation of the method where they will let you know and this is this is something that comes up a lot people say right so you've got this great big global historic organization that has run the world for millennia and they're just leaving little little nuggets out there for you to find yes that that is the difficult thing to understand that there is a there is an intentional mockery to us who do not see it but there is also a, a very big significance so they can speak among themselves um i think um i think the so starbucks this this is just a very off the cuff quick example so starbucks um said that they took their famous um siren maiden from yeah. norse mythology um, and historians have come out and said there is there isn't a maiden that even remotely resembles this in any kind of Norse mythology whatsoever. And not only that, this isn't the kind of deity that was um, created or worshipped or anything around that time period. This is much, much older. Uh, and people have gone and got books like the Goetia and, and other sort of books that have covered occultism, demonology, and they have found the perfect perfect likeness of this siren from a very very old demonology book um which was a siren who specifically gave beverages out and the idea was it bewitched men confused men and, and all that kind of thing so you've got the exact same thing and you i, I will find the picture or i'll find the the book that it's in and I'll quote it next episode because you can go from the Starbucks logo straight to this book, which is several hundred years old, and it's the same thing. It's a circle around it. It's the same tail. It's a crown. It's the it's it's a you could copy that and stamp it onto a Starbucks cup, and you wouldn't have a clue that there was any difference. It's the same maiden from them, and but the uh, the creator said, yeah, it was from it was a North uh, a North mythology wood cup we found, um, and obviously the a, a very big one is is the Apple iPhone um you've got a uh, uh an apple with a bite out of it and there's obviously one very very famous apple with a bite out of it and i think um uh, steve jobs and steve Wozniak were, were asked why they called the company apple of all things and they said oh it, it wasn't called apple first of all it was called cherry um but when you're trying to draw a, a, trying to draw a cherry with a bite out of it it looks weird um so we went with apple instead and then being in a you know being in the US in a, a majority Christian country when they launched the first Apple Mac, they released it for six hundred and sixty six dollars and sixty six cents. And people said, why did you choose, of all numbers, that particular number, which obviously the Bible quotes as the mark of the beast, the number of the beast. And they said we like repeating numbers. We just we like reoccurring numbers. A, a strange choice that you think would really put people off of your product more than it would attract them to your product. Um, and obviously we, we the, the, the continuation just keeps going. We've got the, uh, when they brought out the iPhone X or the 10 with the X being quite significant again um, in symbolism, they brought it out at uh, $999, but also 999 pounds, which it didn't account for inflation whatsoever. 
um, and a big part of um, uh, of esotericism, a big part of occultism, is taking what is normal, what is natural, what is recognisable, and flipping it upside down, and turning the, the natural order of things on its head is creating chaos from what would otherwise be order. And of course, the the, the reason, what, I mean, if you could get nine hundred ninety nine pounds in the UK, why would you not get $1,199 in the US? Or why would you not get the inflated price of that? It's because that 999 flipped to the 666 was of a very significant relevance to them. Um, something very, very important for them to... to and then again, that's a, that's something that they've, they've carried forwards. Um, but yeah, there are so many little... Little things like that, that 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 on their own, individually, without any other additional information, would just be maybe a coincidence. But when you have with every company five, six, seven, eight, ten pieces of 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 esoteric um, symbolism cropping up, it can't be just dropped down to being a coincidence. The company couldn't make that mistake. Uh, no one could make that mistake. If you make yourself a logo now, just grab yourself a pen and paper and just design a logo for anything you like. The chances of that ticking the box for 10 different occult historic thingies are very, 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 very slim. You've also got the, the monster labels, the monster logo as well. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Which is uh, three sixes in, uh, in Hebrew. Yep. Yep. Yes. It's, it's, Number one drink in the world i think it is yeah it's, it's it's crazy it's um it's it's mad because obviously people think that 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 m is an m for monster on the front but it isn't if you look at the individual marks they're not connected to one another and is um as chris said if you then translate that to hebrew it's just a number six three times over uh and again you take the there was a video that circulated on social media a couple of years ago um, and obviously it got stung because it was a, a Christian woman who was talking about it. Um, but she essentially said, when you take a drink, you turn the can upside down and you flip those three sixes um, upside down. So you are, again, it is very much that. Uh, I found that interesting. With um, Margaret Keenan, the, 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 as I mentioned earlier, the first woman to be vaccinated, she had a, a big penguin on the front of her shirt. And that has, sun, that has since then become this uh, symbolism. So the company have said, oh, we, we knew Margaret was going to get vaccinated. This is one of our designs. We really wanted to, um, we really wanted to, for it to be seen. Um, so Margaret, Margaret donned it, and now they're getting tons of orders for that same shirt. It's become this, this kind of symbol of, of hope and, uh, and, and rebirth. Um, but as, as mentioned earlier, there is this, um, this this order and chaos where they feel that both sides of this are equally important, and that you evil is not really evil because you need good to recognize evil. You need evil to recognize good. Something that's just fundamental. I mean, I've said this to people before, and they've said, "Yeah, well, of course you do. Of course you need. If if you if things were always good, you wouldn't know when they were bad, and if they were always bad." If you've ever seen a, a mother holding a newborn child, that mother doesn't need to hit that child, twist its arm or scratch it or hurt it for it to know that it's loved while it's being held. 
You don't need horrible things to happen to you for you to appreciate the good things that happen to you. They don't, regardless of what they say, is weaknesses don't always correlate to you getting strengths from them. But this is, again, very much their mindset. And uh, as we've spoke about Bill Gates, um, where he jumps into this philanthropy, it's not genuine philanthropy. It's, it's very much he feels that he's charity work and the stuff he does offsets a lot of the evil that he does as well. So he feels that he, he keeps them in perfect balance. Um, we'll go, as I said, we'll go. It's such a, uh, such a divisive topic, but it's a very, very involved, very thorough, but also quite well evidenced um, line of thinking with, with many good things. But what you will see quite often, the common ones are just look for the black and white symbolism. Look for black and white and see where you see that. Um, look for numbers being flipped upside down or, or events being flipped upside down, things like mirrors and reflections being used. Um, and, and 33 is, I mean, Nathan would probably know a bit more why it's significant, um, why, it's, and it, it, why they feel it's an important number. But that's a really, really significant number to them. So you'll oftentimes, I mean, right at the start of the pandemic, uh, um, was it, who was it? It was the Scariest Movie Ever YouTube channel did a, a whole video on every time 33 had showed up at the start of the pandemic. And if you watch that back, he is going through 33s for about a half an hour. I just, uh, I saved a new video that last week so I can repost that in the group. Yep, and I think, um, as I mentioned, Jeff censored earlier, one of his latest videos, um, just before he's passed away, is called uh, 2020, the year of 33. And it's about half an hour long. And it, again, it, it seems to be very much of what Scariest Movie ever did. It just goes over all the instances of 33. Every time it's been on stage, every time it's been on celebrities clothing every time it's just cropped up on the news it's it is a reoccurring number that you see more so than any other number that that you will possibly see it's, it is constantly there and again we, we, when i mentioned what well, you can see it on jess video as well there's two videos that he's uploaded just recently one is where they're talking about coronavirus uh, and then there's a bus just sitting in the background with 33 on the board and then the the, the single microphone you think if you if you, if a nurse was being vaccinated live on TV, you would see loads of cameras there. You'd see loads of microphones, like a press conference, because she was speaking and the nurses were speaking as well. But there's only one microphone there from Channel Three, but you see that three twice next to each other. Um, so yeah, you've got the thirty-three there, and the, the thirty-three is aimed at her on the microphone when she collapses. Um, and it's there. There are some. I don't know how much I believe them. So don't use this as a kind of, uh, uh, as ammunition if you're feeling a little bit on the fence. But there are some reports now that she has, she was a very frequent social media poster. Yes, I heard this. So people were showing her Instagram, her Facebook pages, where she would put posts up several times a day and has done that for, the, for years, for absolutely years. So people have screenshotted her timeline showing that she's a prevalent poster all throughout the day. Um, and since she's had the vaccine, there has been, not been a single post on any of her social media sites whatsoever. Um, but apparently, the the collapse that she had was just because she has and has always had a condition that means if she feels pain, she collapses. 
Now, I I can't imagine. Where's this coincidence, Bell? Sorry. Where's this coincidence, Bell? Yeah, where's the coincidence? We need the coincidence, Bell. We're gonna get it. There it is. Um, I I can't understand though where if you were saying right, you know, nurses of this particular hospital, you're gonna go on live TV and you're gonna be the the first. A televised nurse to have a vaccine on television. Can you tell us about any possible, any possible ailment or any possible disability that might potentially make this, um, that might discredit this this very important news broadcast? And obviously, that nurse would have come forward and said, "Oh, by the way, I have a a very very rare, almost unheard of condition that when I feel pain, I, I just collapse." And they probably would have said, "You know what?" you're maybe not the best nurse for us to do this for the first, you know, for such a, a televised event. But of course they didn't do that. Um, at, at which, what does that say? That probably says that that excuse that she's got this, this rare condition is probably just an excuse. Uh, and now she seems to have disappeared from the earth. She herself has not made any statement. She herself has not appeared um, on any broadcast, any interview, any anything. The media says that she's made a statement. But where she's made this statement is direct to the news station, but not on her social media. I mean, I know for a fact, and I only have Twitter, I don't have any of the other social media, but if the whole world was saying I was dead, I'd probably put a statement out saying I'm not dead. <laughs> or a picture, or a video, or something, you know, I'm not dead. I, I survive. Especially, she's a nurse who believed in this vaccine enough to get it live on TV. And she knows the weight that that carries. She would go on TV and go, guys, these conspiracy theories are nonsense and it's more anti-vaccine propaganda. I'm not dead. I'm here. I'm fine. I'm at work. Please stop. You know, you're, you're discrediting uh, the, the entire industry. You're discrediting the vaccine. And of course, every single news channel, would. Th- there would be news channels that would pay her tens of thousands of pounds for the exclusive rights to that statement. And yet she's nowhere to be seen. Weird. I don't know. They're mopping everything up, aren't they? They're just, it's like George Orwell's memory hole, isn't it? If it doesn't suit, if it doesn't, you know, bode well with the uppers, uh, it goes straight into the memory hole. And uh, if you've obviously watched the actual film and you, uh, if you've actually seen, yeah. Hmm. So I, I don't know who's actually read the book and who's watched the film, but either either or, um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. If you have, it's the thing, isn't it? The, the the only way that you, the only way that you feel, again, that the, the common objection is they they couldn't do this because they couldn't get away with it. But the only way that they seemingly get away with it is if you've done no reading whatsoever. As soon as yep. you do the most marginal amount of reading, you see in plain and present view that they don't get away with it at all they just they rely on your ignorance to not look into it to see that you um you know to to to, to see that that uh, just going along with what i mentioned about how how um how um, ofcom is obviously fighting any anti-vaccine uh information facebook is taking down anti-vaccine posts even legitimate ones um that you you effectively you can't post this there's a there is a chance as there was with our uh, we're not saying the v word second episode on vaccines 
that you might never hear this uh, podcast, um, depending who it reaches. Um, and hopefully our, our Cambodian guys will keep, keep us going. Um, but it was on ITV News. The I love this name of this company because it sounds straight out of um, 1984. The Centre for Countering Digital Hate um, has gained access to a private anti-vaxxers conference. I don't know where they're holding these conferences or who is hosting them, um, especially during a pandemic when we're not allowed to meet. How are they having these conferences? But they've gained access to a private anti-vaxxers conference uh, and they found that the groups were intent on recruiting new members. Listen to the language that's being used. And again, what, what does this sound like? So this group are recruiting new men, uh, new members and undermining... Uh, facts about the jab um, the report by the Centre for Countering Digital Hate stated that there could be up to 5.4 million anti-vaxxers in the UK wow that's basically <laughs> anyone this is ridiculous isn't four, it four. anyone with another opinion yeah pretty much yeah, four, I don't... 4 plus 5 is is 9 right yeah. <laughs> 4.5 yeah it's, uh, how, where are these people congregating I mean, if it's a, that's 5.4 million is a hell of a Zoom call. I, I can't imagine that you're going to have enough enough uh, enough internet internet bandwidth to be able to stream that. But that's um, that's ludicrous. But of course, under the guise of if you even mention that you're unsure about the vaccine, you're an anti-vaxxer. That's that's probably a bang on statement. Probably 5.4 million people are probably quite concerned about getting a brand new, never before tested, no long term study vaccine. That's probably fairly on the money, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where do these numbers come from? That's the, I mean, they love to punch these numbers in, like just, you know, yes, uh, especially these polls on um, I've seen on Sky News. Um, fifty-four percent of the UK have, have said that they will take the vaccine, or this, that, and the other. This amount of people, blah, 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 and that, and uh, it's just to me, it's just absolutely ludicrous how they've just um, gathered these numbers up. But yeah, again, um, as we touched on a little bit before um, with the numerology, um, yeah, these numbers are are not by coincidence at all. Um, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And um, just going a little, sorry, go on, Nathan. Actually, you you jump in because what I was, was going to say is going to go off topic. Most of these numbers and most of these things that they put out there are masonic, and masonic winks and head nods mm-hmm. um, to one another. Uh, that's how I view it, and it's almost to, and again, like Brad said, it's a mockery to us. It's a revelation of the method, and quite often. I feel like they they almost legally tell you what they what they're doing. Yes, um, I know it's a bit that sounds a bit on the on the fence and a bit fringy, but I really do think that they they do tell you what they they tell us what they're doing and what they're up to in very subtle ways. But you just have to pick it up. I was going to say again, just so I don't forget, just mention um, just wanted to mention Boris Johnson's speech again, his Christmas speech, and if you just just. Uh, listen to it and re-listen to it again and again and just pick out the words and just think about what he's actually saying and uh, it's um, I think it's pretty revealing to be honest mm. 
yeah, anyway. I'll definitely have a look at that. Um, just, definitely um, do, cause just to touch on what you were just saying just there, um, if you go to a biblical sense of um, of things, um, where you have, um, obviously you have Elohim, God, um, who um, in the Bible prophesies, there's a lot of prophecy there, Book of Enoch, a lot of prophecy there. Um, and then you have um, the counterfeit, the, the devil, who who wants who wants to be God, who who sees himself as God and uh, and and copies in the same way. Um, so he he copies God to play God by letting people know what he's doing, then before it's actually done, and uh, and which is an out, outright mockery of of God as well as just them playing gods themselves, and they they built themselves as gods as well they've convinced themselves that they are gods so yeah there's in the end there's only going to be one judgment so yeah, yeah that's their entire Luciferian philosophy and the whole entire Masonic philosophy is based on that um yeah I think we'll probably leave it for another episode won't we because I yeah, think we'll end up getting it, <laughs> maybe next episode we can we can cover yeah. it or give it is again it is a very very expansive topic um to to go through um but but Quite a jump be, be a, a big jump and it, we 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 all spoke independently regarding it because we understandably if you're listening we were very very hesitant to go on to what for many is the more, you know, the, the more kind of whimsical, the more um, almost magical and, 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 and just strange and surreal side of it. There is a very, very real element to that because what you have to ask, if you're listening to this, you have to conclude or hopefully you're coming to the conclusion gradually with our help and maybe some of the sources we're using that you're being controlled by entities uh, that you're being controlled by individuals now what you have to keep in mind is when you will ask people or people will say okay i'm starting to believe this but why would they do it what, what's the point of it why why is a big question and most people will go well it's about power isn't it but if anything if if we can see anything right now through these lockdowns they already have the power they're not on a quest for power because they have it. They can destroy the entire economy. They can lock people in their homes. They can bring on martial law. They can remove your job and entire industries from existence with a snap of the finger. And the only reason that it feels right now not so authoritarian, so draconian, is because they're trying to keep you sweet because it's much, much easier to uh, catch a flyer with uh, with honey than vinegar. It's much easier to convince you that it's legitimate. And have you not formed any kind of uprising whatsoever if they give you just a semblance of your freedom, which is what Christmas was about, as we mentioned. They, they, they knew that they were not controlling you at Christmas. They knew that they had no chance of you doing what you were told. So the idea was saying, we will give you Christmas, then we'll take it away and then it was you can do it with a support it was all about they need to keep you sweet for all this so saying that it's about power they have the power saying it's about money they have the money when you can furlough 80% of of the wage of pretty much the entire 
UK population of 70 million, when you can hand out uh, the, the um, what were they called, the, the checks they handed out to the Americans that were $1,500, and they're talking now about handing out another $2,000 check to every individual. When out of nowhere, out of nowhere, they just pump 150 or 300 million or billion, I can't remember the exact, it was a ludicrous amount of money. When they just pump that into the NHS out of absolutely nowhere, it's not about money. Money is for us. It's not for them. They're not bound by money. We're bound by money. Money is the currency of servitude. It's the thing that keeps us getting up every morning when we're absolutely knackered, when we're stressed, when we're anxious, when we're depressed, crawling to work, slaving away in a job where we often feel unappreciated, underfulfilled and definitely under underpaid. And then coming home at the end of the month, having just enough to scrape together some semblance of a living. You can buy yourself a couple of nice things and then after that you pay your rent, you pay your bills. Uh, and if you want to save up for anything that's, that's generally liberating, uh, you want to save up for a house, it's okay, well, we'll save for a deposit. Five or ten years later, you've managed to claw together a bit of your deposit and even then you're signing into a 30 or a 40 year mortgage that you'll probably never never pay off or you'll struggle to pay off at best and even if you do pay off you're so worn down and sick and broken anyway what kind of life do you enjoy of your twilight years um they have the money they have the power they have everything that they need they already have they don't need anything more so there has to be something else there there has to be something that isn't materialistic and as as nathan said they see themselves as 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 different people to 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 you and i they don't see themselves as the same breed so there's only one well there's only really two possible explanations when you factor in those Either they do see themselves as an entirely different caste, an entirely different breed, uh, an entirely different form of human, and they feel that they have the right to rule and that we don't. And again, what, what are we seeing the decimation of? We're seeing class mobility break down. So the, the millionaires and billionaires for this, if you have a look at the numbers have increased their fortunes during this 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 year have increased their fortunes by between 2 and 400% and that was reported on the um the telegraph the other day said that the billionaires are getting richer the poor people are getting poorer and the people in the middle that somewhat managed to scrape by are being pushed towards the low end now so that class divide, that class mobility is breaking up. Um, but as I said, we will we'll definitely dedicate a, a full episode for that. But it, it's, it's crucial that you realise that there is a lot more at play here than simply people wanting power. Because how could you, short of bringing the armies in, bombing us and wiping us out, which again, who wants to be a ruler when there's no one to rule? That's the, the, the part of the joy of being the king of the kingdom is that you can make anybody do anything. And that power trip in having complete dominance over someone is something that they thrive on. If they were to wipe us all out, sure, they want us more manageable. They'd like a smaller number. 
to, to, to quell any kind of uprising, but they're, they're, they're not in the business of just wiping us out because there's no one to rule. It would just be themselves. But yeah, we will definitely, definitely cover that. And, and Nathan is... Um, Nathan's quite well, uh, quite well informed in a lot of that stuff. Has a big, uh, a, a, a big grasp of the history of sort of Freemasonry. Chris earlier mentioned the Jesuits, who we can, um, who we can definitely, definitely get into. Um, can I quickly interject something? Of course. Just, just going to say because I think I said to you the other week where I was saying like I'm not too sure whether I really want to even start to speak about a lot of this stuff because it it, it kind of creates a lot of division and people it puts people on the fence even more in certain areas and stuff. But the thing is, what people have to understand is that it's not even about anything that's particularly religious. You don't even have to be religious to even consider any of this stuff because it doesn't make a difference what you believe. It doesn't make a difference if you're a Christian, Muslim, Hindu, whatever, because those that are in positions of power and so on follow, follow, should I say, a very specific philosophy. And that philosophy affects us whether you believe in it or not. Of they, they all follow their own internal religion and it's their own religion. Um, and whether you believe it or not and whether you think it's true or not and whether you think it's a conspiracy theory or not, it's true. Because, and there's a, again, there's, huge amounts of evidence to suggest suggest that so yeah of course yeah that that's exactly it. it it doesn't matter whether you believe it it's of no consequence whatsoever to them because they do no. believe it and they are enacting it uh, with every single passing day so it, it generally doesn't generally doesn't matter um whether you believe it or not and and again covid uh, the is is just it's a vehicle for them to get where we're going there was there are places that obviously humans are naturally quite resistant on um giving up their 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 livelihood to the, the power that they make again we've gone over nathan went over and, and we've gone over previously the the third industrial revolution particularly the, the, the soviet union uh, and china when the power was taken away from the regular man that the agriculture the farming the trade was taken away from the regular man and given to the state and the state now controls everything and that has not that has not changed um what we're seeing with covid is exactly the same thing so if you have some companies that previously if you get a license will allow you to trade obviously and all these companies that now have licenses the license has to end now so it's not that you can get a license and you can build your own living now it's going to be the case where the virus is going to prevent you from running your own business unless you run a, a vaccine a, a, a an immunity passport kind of system a qr code kind of system. unless you run it our way you won't run it at all your choice in the matter is 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 entirely gone so that's um yeah that I, is agenda 21 as well that is literally agenda 21 and that was when the foundation for that was laid um, they pretty much covered every single aspect of our lives. Mm. You, there's not a single aspect of our lives they're missed out on. And it just seems weird if you overlap all of the effects COVID has had and then overlap that. If you just got, like, imagine you had um, like a projector and you've got two pieces of paper, like the two pieces of plastic, you know, like the old school projectors used to have. Mm. And you looked at them both together on that projector, you go, wow, literally point by point they're exactly the same mm. and again it's no coincidence it's, it's 
this is the this is the great again they've always used that term and it's a masonic term mm. it's the great leap great leap forward towards the completion of their what they call their great work yeah. and we're heading closer and closer towards that completion and that's why again like I said with Boris Johnson's little speech and all these different speeches all the different presidents and stuff all around the world if you listen to them if you read through the lines you actually realise they're talking to each other and mm. they're, not, they're not talking to you they're talking down to you they give you the silliness about the Brussels sprouts and all that kind of crap and then he, he gives his little message like Boris Johnson's talking about the wise men of the wise men and women of the east mm. I'll let you do your own homework into that mm. but and he's talking about a star being in the in the sky that's brighter than ever and all this stuff. He's not talking about Jesus. He's oh, talking about a very another star. And yeah, again, doesn't matter if you're religious or not. They have a, a religion that's um, that's very specific, and it's got a very specific end. And unfortunately, this whole thing that's going on right now is pushing us towards. It's corralling us into the valley they, they want us to walk into and who knows where that leads to, but it seems to be quite obvious if I'm honest mm. and it doesn't look very good. No, of course not. No. Um, I was going to say, cause I, I think it was the second episode um, again on vaccines. Um, when I mentioned the, the ministry of truth and how in the, the book 1984, you would have the, the Ministry of uh, of Truth that would go back and they would um, change history as it happened. So yep. if, if, if someone was, if there was a terrorist, for example, um, they would go back and change the name of him or wipe the event out entirely. And this, I found out just earlier, and this is just such a, I said, what will happen is the terms that you used to know um, and the dates you used to know will go back and change and you will have to have an archived copy of them, but eventually everything that you can see online, and again, this is where the real importance for them of moving to a digital system over a physical system is that when you start destroying the books and the physical yep. media, the digital media can change at will. And yep. here's just a wonderful, wonderful uh, testimony to that. So the World Health Organization without telling anyone without getting any media attention whatsoever apart from the one website changed the definition of herd immunity on its website um, and it was picked up by the american institute for economic research so previously previously to about two weeks ago in regards to herd immunity on the World Health, uh, Health Organization website, it said Health, uh, herd immunity is the indirect protection from an infectious disease and it happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed from exposure to a previous infection. And everyone here would agree, and if you go and have a look at several other sources, that has for millennia since vaccinations have existed, since infectious diseases have existed, that has been the known and factual um the, the factual description of herd immunity they say you can get herd immunity via um vaccination but obviously herd immunity came from agriculture in that if they a disease a virus will spread through a flock a herd eventually everything's got it those that have died have died normally they're marginal especially with lower level illnesses uh, and the, the 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 flock the herd is immune 
So they've gone from saying that, and it now says herd immunity is a concept used for vaccination in which a population can be protected from a virus if a fresh a threshold of vaccination is reached. Herd immunity is achieved by protecting people from a virus, not by exposing them to it. So they've literally, on their website, changed Unreal. the definition of herd immunity. And this is, you think, how would they do that? Because people know what herd immunity is. Well, we people who follow this kind of thing and have an interest in it know what herd immunity is. But lay people now, especially so that some of the younger guys who are, you know, you've got teenagers that, are, that might decide to look into this. They'll hear the phrase herd immunity and... I'm sure you guys remember when it was on YouTube, when you used to go on YouTube and it was a video that was involving coronavirus, whose notice was just underneath every video telling you to basically click the link and follow alternative research, the World Health Organization. So they yeah. are the, the, the main stairs, and I believe it is the World Health Organization's um, dogma that, that Ofcom and Google are using as their foundation for making a claim right or wrong. So it is the World Health Organization who's having the current stay on it. And these people are going to go and hear the word herd immunity who haven't heard it before. They're going to be directed. They're going to type that into Google, and the World Health Organization is going to come up Um and what's going to happen then is you're going to read the World Health Organization's new version of what herd immunity says. And that's your understanding that herd immunity is something that happens only through vaccinations. And it cannot happen by just allowing people to uh, just run it. And, and there it is, just while I've on this speak, I've typed herd immunity into Google. And the top thingy... The top search, uh, coronavirus disease, COVID-19, herd immunity from www.who.int. So herd immunity is, uh, the World Health Organization has the top search when you type in herd immunity. And it's uh, a complete rewrite of language. And that'll be be under all the fact check system thing. You know, when you you type anything in about herd immunity, uh, the old speak will be out and... uh, the new speak mm. is in. If you and, head uh, to, um, for now anyway, if you head to Wikipedia, which again comes about four or five search results down, they say herd immunity is a form of indirect protection from infectious disease that occurs when a sufficient percentage of a population has become immune to an infection, whether this is through uh, vaccination or through previous infection thereby reducing the likelihood of infection for individuals who lack immunity. So at least on Wikipedia, the article is still saying that herd immunity can be achieved by previous infection. But how be long, of course that will be updated. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be, that will be changed in less than three. By, by, by uh, April, that's going to be changed 100%. And, yeah, so this is the thing as well, though. What people don't understand is like, what, What's things? What are things going to be like in five years' time? If people don't hold, like, if we don't hold on to some of this information in our heads, or have physical copies of it, like electronic copies of it, or whatever, like, you're not even going to know, mm. because just like you said about George Orwell's memory hole, it's like, if you don't have it in front of you, how are you ever going to know what what's true, what was true, and so on and so on? If if all of the 
Of course, and Again, not like, only that, that when it's going to come to a point where if you are searching for these terms, and I guarantee yeah. it's already the case, I, I know factually in my bones that me, Nathan and Chris are on some kind of list, some kind of register, something on there that's basically saying this is what we look into, these are the videos we watch, these are the videos we share with our friends on uh, on, on WhatsApp and uh, all of our individual social medias. There, there is a, they're obviously going to keep track of the people that are posting these things and there are just a couple of, of you can find information. There was something from, um, I was really glad to see it because oftentimes you'll find a statement or you'll find a piece of factual information and the only place you can find it from is it would not be your first choice of website. So they're very well researched. They'll often put some sources on there, some quotes, and you can usually verify the information with a little bit of legwork. But if you present them, again, people are conditioned. So if it doesn't say BBC, Sky, uh, WebMDs, you know, uh, CBC, all these, all these different, if it isn't a, a name they know, it's instantly dismissed. Um, and the British Medical Journal. Um, I'm so I'm so glad that I'm I'm blessed in that my family know I'm into this, and people in my family, even though they're not sure what side of the fence they sit on, when they find something, they send it over to me. So I have a, just a great outreach information, um, and I have family that are, that use social media that I don't use and refuse to use, like Instagram and Facebook. So oftentimes these things will be put up, they'll be shared. And before they're taken down, you can normally get them out. And I normally get a lot of stuff before it's taken down. So the British Medical Journal, which is an extremely well-respected and peer-reviewed um, scientific journal, has a uh, just come out this week a paper called Asymptomatic Transmission of COVID-19. And just as I mentioned on our, uh, on our second episode on PCR tests, they said the only test for live virus is viral culture. PCR and lateral flow tests do not distinguish live virus. No test of infection or infectiousness is currently available for routine use. As things stand, a person who tests positive with any kind of test may or may not have an active infection with a live virus and may or may not be infectious. Uh, and they said that transmission rates in, because what we quoted before, um, Carrie Mullis said that the PCR test should not be used on asymptomatic people. The CDC said the PCR test should not be used on asymptomatic people um, because they essentially, when you use them on someone who's asymptomatic, they go down to about a 2% accuracy rate, 2 to 3%, which is, you know, if, if, if you just wouldn't trust that percentage, especially not when it means that you're going to be cut off from a lot of freedoms. Um, but they said that transmission rates will be as high as 25 times lower when you test an asymptomatic version uh, versus a symptomatic person. And they actually did a citywide prevalence study of 10 million people in Wuhan, um, which obviously many people know was apparently the, um, uh, you know, the ground zero for the outbreak. So they tested uh, the... Uh, 10 million people who had apparently tested positive in Wuhan and found that zero evidence of any kind of transmission. So 10 million people had a test that said they were positive. They followed those people. They followed the people that interacted with them. They checked in with those people to say, well, this person was positive. So now 
you're most likely going to start showing symptoms. It didn't happen. There were zero cases from those 10 million people of anyone getting infected from all these positive people. So it just goes to, to demonstrate. And again, you can have a look at that. So British Medical Journal, asymptomatic transmission of COVID-19. It's brand new from this week. So you can definitely, um, definitely have a read through and, and see what you think there. And just one, maybe one final bit from me. Um, let me just find it. Uh, I've got so many, um, so many sources, so many quotes. And a nice good one from the Telegraph. So the Telegraph said just this week, more under 60s have died on the roads last year than those with no underlying health conditions from coronavirus this year. So only around uh, four under 25s with no underlying conditions died from COVID-19 in England. So again, it's, it's why, why? And again, people are conflating, well, when we drive, we take preventative measures. That, that, that's a straw man because we, we wear seat belts and things like that in the car. You, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. Wearing a seat belt is not the same as wearing a mask because you can still travel. You can still see your friends. You can take the seat belt off and, and, and you can get out the car and live your life. You can't live your life away from this virus. You can't choose to, uh, to if I want to drive halfway across the country just by the, the mere factor of having a seatbelt on, I'm allowed to do it. But I can't leave my, you know, tier four, we're not technically allowed to leave our immediate area. And people are being pulled over for, for doing so. <sighs> <laughs> That's become so the... They've, uh, got, they've got motorway police on the on, on the M, M1, M6. Yeah, I mean, that, like I said, the job advertisements are on GovUK are a great place to look because they tell you what they're looking for. So they were looking for the volunteer vaccinators um, first it was the COVID marshals, then we've seen the COVID marshals. There is a really, really good video as well. Um, just a quick plug. There is a channel uh, called Auditing Britain. So I didn't know this existed until I found this channel just in searching, but auditing is essentially where you just go around and you constantly film and you just talk about what you see as you're walking. So you normally go to historic town centres or buildings and you talk about them. You give maybe it's been history. Um, but the, the chap walks through a town centre auditing and three COVID marshals come up to them acting like police, putting their thumbs inside of their little fluorescent jackets and quoting about all the powers they've been given. Um, and he obviously fights back and they follow him all through the streets and things like that. So first they advertise the COVID marshals, the COVID marshals are here. Then it was a volunteer vaccinators. And as I mentioned in that video earlier, the drive through vaccination centre in the UK, they have the volunteer vaccinators working right now. And now lastly, we've got the, um, the COVID immunisation passport and certificate slash certificate MVPs. So they're gearing for people now to check your immunity passports, to check your certificate. And again, as I mentioned earlier, websites are already saying they're up and running, they're on the go, it's it's going. So look at what's coming. We're we're very quickly heading to um into a bad place. And again, January and the tier let's the tier five tomorrow, tier four point five is the very start to January, February, March, April are going to be some very, very heavy, changing, dangerous times coming, and we're going to see a lot of sudden restrictions put on now 
It's no accident that they've said these three new virulent strains have suddenly reached the UK and are spreading everywhere. It's no accident they're asking for these vac- these uh, uh, certificate checkers now when so many are unemployed. And it's no accident that obviously the vaccines are now finished and being rolled out. Uh, and they said there's a schedule to get it through for most of us by maybe the end of January. I mean, we need to. I think we need to keep our heads on, don't we? And call bullshit when we see it, and 100%. just basically try our best to. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you wait, vigilance. You wait for checkpoints as well. I bet, honestly, I think there'll be checkpoints between uh, cities and counties. Mm. I reckon you'll see that soon. Hundred percent. Can I can I quickly read something? It's really short. Yep, yep, going for it. I can't pronounce the French man who authored this, um, but the book is called, or it's an essay, it's called uh, the, Politics of Dis- the Politics of Obedience, The Discourse of Voluntary Servitude, introduction by Murray N. Rothbard. Um, the fundamental political question is why do people obey a government? The answer is that they lend, they lend to enslave themselves, to let themselves be governed by tyrants, Freedom from servitude comes not from violent action, but from the refusal to serve. Tyrants fall when the people withdraw their support. And liberty is the natural condition of the people. Servitude, however, is fostered when people are raised in subjection. People are trained to adore rulers, while freedom is forgotten by many. There are always some who will never submit. I to that. Bit. Yeah, straight up. What a fantastic... What a fantastic... Uh, finisher um, for that, yeah. Ne- never submit. As that, that will always be us free. It's it's such a we're we're watching our our listenership and viewership just grow and grow. We as I joked earlier about you know having a followership in Cambodia now, but but reading all the new countries and all the new locations, and all the new listeners and downloaders is such a wonderful, refreshing experience. Um, and not for any kind of ego stoking, but just because we know we're we're gonna we roll this out to you guys, you rolled it out to your friends and family, they rolled it out to their friends. It is a a, a, a wave that will that cannot be stopped. It's a guerrilla movement, it's a cell movement and it's such a, a privilege and a pleasure to be able to present that to you and bring this to you. Um, and you be able to to take what you need from that as as part of your arsenal and roll it out. It's a wonderful, wonderful experience, and we thank you for listening and following us, and let us letting us do that, letting us fight back and push back against this. Um, closing comments, Chris, if any. Uh, yeah, no, obviously interesting as always, and um, and it's great to listen. It's great to you know some of the things. It's great to talk. I think when you when you talk about these things, um, and uh, I, I think for people that are listening and probably think that you know they might be alone, um, they know that they're not. Um, just a, one thing I, I was itching to say um, when we were talking about the numbers, um, the McDonald's advert, um, there's a door um, at the beginning with the number 33 on it and then boom, the rest of the advert goes on. I, I just saw that the other day. Um, I just I was itching to say it um, a little earlier on. But, um, I love it. I think next week's going to have to be perhaps maybe a, 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 a light introduction to some of this stuff that we've been talking about tonight. Um, and just something to get you reading, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll definitely bring you uh, bring you something next week that's going to be um, maybe a, a bit more hopeful and something that can help you read through the signs of this. But um, yeah, again, as, as as I mentioned earlier, um, thank you so much for tuning in. We will continually keep bringing you this stuff. We will keep researching. Um, please keep researching yourself as well. Please, please keep fact checking what we say. 
um, stick on top of it. We will get through this together. And that is an earnest and honest um, statement to you all. This isn't the we're all in it together. They're not in it together with us, but we and you listening, we are all in this together and we will win together as well. Um, Thank you so much for listening from me. I'm sure from Chris and Nathan as well. Uh, Again, it's been a privilege and we look forward to speaking to you next week.